Welcome to Songs and Stories, a behind-the-scenes look at independent music. This time out featuring a chat with local, eh, she's still technically local, splitting her time between Santa Cruz, California, and Nashville, Tennessee, songwriter Mira Goto. Wickedly talented and also pretty sharp. Lots of music in this episode and some pretty interesting behind-the-scenes conversation. Here we go. So welcome to Songs and Stories 187. I'm Michael Gaither, and as always, my latest podcast episode is usually my favorite, and this one is no exception. Probably because in most of these, I get to talk to people that I only kind of know or I've only heard of, and we get to spend a good half hour, 40 minutes or so, really just talking shop, getting to know each other, talking about music and hearing them play. And it's always, always a lot of fun. So it's kind of like writing a new song. Your new song is always your favorite. The newest podcast is like, wow, this is a new conversation with a really cool person. So I hope you agree. It's a really fun show to put together. I do this about once a month if you're joining me for the first time. And I post these on iTunes, Stitcher, Casey Cafe Radio back east. Broadcast this as a regular show on the weekends. And it's, of course, it's on my site at michaelgaither.com and all the usual social networking places. Speaking of social networking, today's guest is really kind of a whiz at social networking. So we kind of dove into that a little bit when I talked to her. But first, the usual update on me. Um, I'm a songwriter from Santa Cruz, California, and with a band called My New Best Friends, and we've been playing like crazy this year. Lots and lots of fun. Um, coming up in August, well, by the time this airs goes out, I think we've already played August 2nd on Still, Still Bonnet Brewing. We're there every first Friday in Scotts Valley, California. I've got um, Satori Sellers in Gilroy, California on August 11th. We're playing the Chaminade Resort Outdoor Tuesday Summer Series on August 13th as a full band. We're playing as a full band, five-piece at the Scotts Valley Art, Wine, and Beer Festival on August 17th. And then I'm doing a, a really kind of cool solo thing. I'll be at Michael's on Maiden SoCal. Um, at a series spearheaded by a woman named Janet Cruteau, who puts these songwriter shows together every month. And the show for August is called Folking Funny. So when she got a hold of me, said she asked if I had a couple of funny songs. I said, well, I probably about 45 minutes worth. So however long you want me to play is fine. So Janet's on the bill. One of my favorite songwriters, Russell, Russell Bruchet, is going to be there as well as a couple others. So it's going to be a lot of fun. That's August 28th on a Wednesday. And then I'm Back at the Capitola Wine Bar on August 30th on a Friday night, which has been kind of becoming a regular thing, which is really fun. Lots of stuff. I'm also DJing KPIC Radio, and I'm, I pop in there quite a bit, too. So that's me, but this podcast that I do, I get to sit and talk to a quite often local songwriter, and this month's guest is Mira Goto who's from Santa Cruz, but she spends about half her time in Nashville, Tennessee, as you'll learn in this interview in just a few minutes. Her and her husband bought a home back there several years ago or recently, and she bops back and forth. She just came back from a tour of Japan. She's a great songwriter. 
And um, not only that, just wickedly talented, like I said in the intro, but also uh, pretty sharp. She's really adept with social media. And like, you know, we have all these tools to help us promote ourselves now. But I always say all these tools and all this technology and all these easier way to make records and get them out there would be nothing if the source material wasn't good. And Mara's songs are very good. And you're going to hear quite a few of them in this interview. I want to kind of get right to it, but let you know that um, her site, as I nonchalantly click over to the web to make sure I get it right, is Miragoto, pretty simple, M-I-R-A-G-O-T-O.com. You can find her music, her shows, all of her information there. My site, michaelgather.com, M-I-C-H-A-E-L. G-A-I-T-H-E-R has a link to this episode, 187, Songs and Stories 187, along with um, links to Marisite, and I'll put some videos up there as well. And you can subscribe to this podcast through there. It's up every month, brand new episode every month. So with that, that's probably plenty to kind of get you ready for this. Her her latest single is a, is a duet with Mark Burchard, which is pretty cool. It's called Next Life. So we're going to listen to that, and then we're going to go to my kitchen around the corner from this hallway and talk to Mira. She'll play a couple of songs for us and talk about kind of her whole background. It's a really, really fun chat with, I think, a lot of really in-the-weeds social networking tips that's, even if you're not a musician, I think it's just really interesting to see how this all works. So there's that. Let's do this. Here is Next Life, her latest single, and then we'll talk to Mira around my kitchen table. would feel like And how your good night kiss would taste I wonder if he knows I crave you sometimes Can he read it on my face I'm not gonna act like I don't see the way you look at me A sunset to see the wonder in your eyes. I wanna see just how close we can get without crossing that line. I'm not gonna act like I don't see the way you look at me. I'm not gonna act like I don't want you to sometimes If we'd only met before My heart was spoken for It's not our time So I'll keep you in mind For the next life 
I'm not gonna act like I don't want you to sometimes If we'd only met before My heart was spoken for It's not our time So I'll keep you in mind Keep me in mind For the next life So nice to meet you finally. I know we talked about this about this podcast has become my sort of like thinly veiled excuse for meeting all the local people I don't know here. But it's been really nice. It's been it's nice. Nice to meet you too. Yeah, we have a lot of friends in common. Yes. And, and I feel like I already know you with all the emails we've been sending. I know, that happens yeah. too. It's like it's it's like it's like doing a gig, it's like twenty seven emails and five phone calls when you actually do the show. You and know? you get there and you meet the sound guy, you're like, Yeah, I already know yeah, you. Yeah, I know you. I know point, you. Yeah. Yeah. I saw you on Facebook. I know you, I know who you like. <laughs> Um, let me ask you first, I'm gonna, we're going to kick it off with a song, but first, what is it, because you're, you're in Nashville now, are you back and forth, are you Santa Cruz based? Cause I'm, you're, yeah, okay. I'm back and forth a lot, I grew up here, and oh, okay, that's the connection. so yeah. I live here, my husband lives and works here, and mm-hmm. I take trips to Nashville, and I say take trips because I just, like, it's my home base out here, but right, I'm right. probably there half the time, I do two weeks here and two weeks there, nice, nice, and uh, if I'm... On the road, it's kind of takes away from my time in Nashville. So I still try to spend at least half my time here. Mm-hmm. So and do you are you writing in Nashville? You're writing here. You're writing with co-writers. What's kind of your what's kind of your setup these days? I mostly write in Nashville, but mm-hmm. I do have some you know co-writers here that I thoroughly enjoy working with. But um, but yeah, I, I'm, it started as writing trips, and so mm-hmm. now it's oh, evolved okay. into you know my my management's out there and my labels out there, and so it's nice. it's now it's work and it's a right. lot of meetings but it is still a lot of writing that's, that's, that's good yeah well there's a lot of writers in nashville no joke yeah we were talking before we started recording i've got a really good friend john cirilla who was here for a long time and he wanted to he was kind of close to retirement age and he wanted <laughs> they, they were he was thinking about going he was doing writing trips a little bit and his wife finally said you know let's get let's do this right let's get a rental and they ended up getting a, a townhouse and they lived in half of it or a duplex and it's been like, I don't know, four years. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's getting little cuts. He's, he's co-writing three or four times a week. Awesome. And then he and I co-write over Skype every now and then. That's great. Which is really fun. That's kind of how we started, too. Is I was like, you know, the hotels are so expensive. If I rent a room after two nights, it it's cheaper than a hotel. Mm-hmm. So we started renting a room out there for me. and Yeah, and you've got kind of a home base that way, too. Yeah. We um, we ended up buying a house a couple of years ago. Yeah. So it was just turned into a more permanent Yeah, that's thing, cool. But yeah. Well, why don't we do a song, and then we'll, we'll chat since your guitar's out. All right. You get the 11 a.m. voice, though. I've done that before, too. <laughs> We're all friends here. Spray said it's best to be prepared. My 
mama slipped me a little honey She said this ought to get you there They warned me about strangers About living on my own About ups and downs, the sights and sounds And a thousand do's and don'ts When not about blue eyes Not about a southern troll Not about opening up doors No, no about a sweet surprise These feelings that I'm feeling are ones that I don't want to fight You won't strut in with just one smile Swept me off my feet I was warned about the bad things that this town might do It's got a great hook too, a little punchline of the chorus. <laughs> Thank you. And you sound fine for 11 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about all that. And I've done early shows too, it's like, <clears throat> you know. 11 a.m. is not as bad as like 7. No, I've done that too. Those are like, yeah. what? You have to wake up at 5. You're, just then you're to like wake up an open, open campground tuning and your voice is like, <clears throat> you know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, influences. Who you listen to when you were first starting? And you've been writing your, for a long time. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Since I, you know, since I could play the guitar, yeah. that was what I wanted to Who do. Who kind of sparked you about, oh, this is a songwriter. Oh, I want to do this. What is... Um, there were several early influences. I think... Jack Johnson was who was like the guy that made me pick up an acoustic guitar mm -hmm. and fall in love with the acoustic sound. Yeah, and then because you started on was it violin? I did start yeah. on violin. Yeah, I I learned the Suzuki method, all the classical mm -hmm. music. But the the artist that kept me interested in acoustic guitar was probably, you know, Dave Matthews and mm -hmm. Jack Johnson. Oh, I said Jack Johnson, Jason Mraz, okay. um, Kobe Kelly. Mm -hmm. 
and dashboard confessional. Wow, yeah. nice. That's and a good a lot mix. Of their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What about on the country or the K piggy side of things? What's some of those artists that kind of Casey Musgraves currently. Oh, okay. You know, good. I yeah. her first album when that came out, it was somebody sent it to me and said, I thought this was you when I heard it on the radio. It's a nice compliment. Well, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So I feel I, like I wish, but you know, I know. <laughs> working um, on it. I think it's you know her songwriting is amazing mm-hmm. and, and obviously she's just killing it this year with her yeah, latest album. I know she's doing really well. Yeah, and deservedly so. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Very yeah. talented woman. Um, I love Katy Perry too. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She started at the well. She started as a Christian artist and then was doing the singer songwriter thing mm-hmm. and then became Katy Perry. Yeah, know? yeah. But, so how did you kind of? So you're you've got. We were talking about this before we recorded. You have you know people behind you now, but how mm-hmm. did you? How did you start kind of, you, you wrote songs, how did work, what did you kind of like start performing and getting out there? Was it solo with the band and what's been kind of your path? I um, started going to Nashville to learn how to be a better songwriter. That okay. was my, my like I, you know, I write songs but they don't really make sense. I want to tell stories mm-hmm. and that, that is the heart and soul of country music. Sure. So I thought I'd move to Nashville and spend some more time there and and I... You know, I'm writing these songs and I'm cataloging them, but you know, who who cares? Who's going to hear them? How do like if I don't have a publisher, how do I get them out? So I started singing um, on Periscope, a live streaming app. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of my well. Let's see if there's even a market for the songs that I like to write. Right. Because if not, then I need to figure out how to write more commercial stuff, and that kind of snowballed. And I started. you know, they would tell me which ones were their favorites. They'd come back and request. And so I, I started sending the, the songs that were more popular into mm-hmm. songwriting competitions. Right. And I, I won a couple songwriting competitions. Nice. And I got to perform at the conference for the West Coast Songwriters as a result of that. Mm-hmm. And I met Ken Calais, my producer. He and I have a production deal now. And um, Ken Calais did Rumors for Fleetwood Mac. Okay, and his yeah. daughter's Colby Calais. Right. So, you know, that's that's kind of cool. Colby was a huge influence for yeah, me. I think she... Rumors are sitting in the pile of records. Yeah, the probably. Day, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's stuff. Yeah. So, um, once, you know, Periscope happened and Ken happened and Ken introduced me to my now manager, Rusty Harmon. And, um, and that, you know, that happened and now we're working on a label deal together. So, things are, you know, once, once you get one interested party, you kind of can, like, it makes other people go, oh, well, if... So and so, if he or she likes this, yeah, artist, then maybe... I must check it out. And you give people FOMO mm-hmm. a lot because yeah. of it. So. Right, right, right. Well, yeah. well I, got, I got to check this out because this person's interested in it. Totally. Yeah. So yeah. Fear of missing out for the older folks listening at home. <laughs> <laughs> and let me ask about social because I've, you know, I, you know, when I do a gig or I'm doing after K-Pig now too because I work for K-Pig or any kind of event or something cool, hopefully or music related. Or we get a new foster dog. You know, I post Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Talk about Periscope a little bit. How did you, how did you like decide to? How did you find an audience on Periscope and explain what it is? So Periscope. It's a selfish question, by the way. Because <laughs> I don't really know. Periscope's great. Yeah. Um, they're a live streaming yeah. app through Twitter, and I they like they were their own entity, and then they were acquired by Twitter mm-hmm. after a while. Um, I picked Periscope because I didn't know anybody on Twitter. I didn't really have a Twitter account. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, I can see this on here and be safe. Okay. You know, I, right. can, I can be whoever I want to be. I can you sing You were just kind of test driving it. Totally. Okay. Yeah. Um, and 
people can follow you on Twitter. And then when you go live, it pings them and says, hey, Mira just went live. Got it. And that grew and grew. And then they started this VIP program where you apply and you have uh-huh. to um i got accepted i'm now vip gold which is the highest tier nice, that you can be nice. um, is that number of followers number of it's streams? a lot of there's they have a lot of requirements and and a lot of you know you have to have x sure. amount of followers it was right. a while ago so honestly i don't know yeah. um and you have to stream a certain number of times per day or per week rather okay. and um you get to have direct communication with the product team through a Slack channel, so I get okay. to I get to chat with them and yeah, Slack the is other... a messaging app, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so Dang. I get to um, communicate with them and hey, my app keeps crashing when I open it up and do this and this, and they go okay, hey, let's look into that or wow. or we make suggestions. All the VIP Gold community mm-hmm. does for things that they want, features that they want to see. Right. Um, and Periscope reached out to me and asked me to shoot a video for them for their app store. So if you actually go to the Periscope app in the app store, you'll mm-hmm. see me singing a little song on there. Nice. I'll, so. I'll link. And what I do with these, these podcasts, I put a little blog together. So everything that I can find, I'll link in. Okay, so people cool. Can find it all. I'll send you a yeah. list of links if Please you need do. Them. Yeah. Save you some searching time. Is it similar to Facebook Live, but probably different? It's similar to Facebook Live. Yeah, it's pretty much the Facebook Live for Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I do that. Like, the shows I'll do, like, I'll give some of my phone. It's like, you know, grab the next three songs, and it goes up. But you don't really get metrics out of it as much. Maybe Periscope's something worth trying, too. It tells me how many viewers watched and how mm-hmm. many followers I have. Yeah. There's a tipping mechanism on there as well. But, um... No, there's there, there's not as many analytics like with Spotify or with right. YouTube where you can see like where people are. Right. So, I don't know. I still love it. I mean, I go there and get feedback from my mm-hmm. fans who've been with me for a long time, who I now consider friends at this point. That happens. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. I think most of them. They all get most, to know yeah, each other yeah. too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 You'll get a few you want to keep at arm's length, but for the most part, you embrace <laughs> them all. You know, it's it's people in general, right? People in general. Yes. That's really cool. Yeah, um, what was my follow-up question? It's, this is when I cut because I forget what I was going to say. I won't cut. It's a good team over there, though. I've, I've gone up to the Twitter offices a couple times for lunch wow. and met with the team, and yeah. they're really nice, and they're so helpful, and they yeah. just really want good things for us as well as yeah. live streamers. That's so, cool. I'll look yeah. into it. And, yeah, so I, I guess your story is you basically started writing songs, went to Nashville, learned how to write songs better, mm-hmm. and then just hit it hard and won some contests and got some people, people's attention. Yeah. This is what you do. Yeah. Ken um, fell in love with a couple songs that I had written. The first song he heard of mine was a song I wrote called New Pod Shirt. Mm-hmm. And I wrote that many years ago and put it out on my first album under my maiden name, Mira Parfit. Mm-hmm. And... So he heard that said and said he wanted to work with that song. Called me out in front of the whole wow. uh, conference at, right. the, at like the rap meeting, and I yeah. turned beet red, <laughs> slinked down the wall. Little old me. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, and then good attention. I, though. It's good. To, yeah. Speaking it is. of speaking of fun, they're like at a conference with everybody, and the guy says, "I want to work with her on that song." Yeah, and, and especially every, like someone like Ken Calais. You yeah, know? heads are turning and looking at you. It's like, well, who? Okay. I know. One guy came up to me. He goes. He goes, hey, congratulations. It should have been me, but congrats. Yeah. And he walked away, and I felt like, oh, he was just like drive-by verbally. Right. <laughs> yeah. Passive, passive aggressive much? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, was, that was shocking. But wow. he was gone before I realized what had happened. Yeah. The thing I like about our community in Santa Cruz is I... I really don't get... I mean, I get nothing but support from people. We're all, mm-hmm. like, we're all like carving our own paths, and maybe there's some competition. I don't see it. 
I just see people trying to help each other out and cheering everybody, each other on. I do get that a lot in Nashville as well. There's um, the people that I work with celebrate my success mm-hmm. because it also means success for them. And I feel right. very much the same right. about them. And I want, I want them all to do well. You know, there's, there's enough fans to go around. Right. And a fan of mine can also be a fan of yours. Yeah. It's not and like I, you're I, yeah, coaching anybody. No. So. And I think these days too, especially, this is, you know, the record industry isn't what it used to be. Nobody, mm, no. It changes every day. At this it point. does. You know, it's like I'm looking at doing, you know, this little EP project. I'm like, I'm thinking, I don't really want to do a whole other CD on my own and it's because are people going to buy it, but I want to record music. Um, so when anybody has any success, you're like, yay, yay for the music community. That's kind of it, you know? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the industry changing is, is hard to keep up with. Right. But... You know, it, um, the, the event Days of Wine and Witness, it was last month, it was a dog benefit that Cape had put on, and the Vandaliers were out from Dallas. Love the Vandaliers. And I, I, it caught my ear because they said, yeah, we have a new, we have a, a new album out. You can listen to it on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Which... You, normally you'd say we have a new CD if you want to buy one. And it's just, oh yeah, I know those days are long gone. They were like they were up, they were plugging Spotify. I'm like that was just it was a whole different chain. It was a different paradigm. Yeah. Like just come find us online and play our song. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That's really that's really the thing now. It's it's albums are hard to do unless you're already a very well established right, artist. Right. So while it's great, like if I was carrying CDs around, they're just glorified business cards right. because nobody knows who I am. Right. So until we get there, it's there's no reason to do a full CD. Right. Right. Do singles. Yeah. yeah. You know, or a couple of songs or something topical for the holidays, which is what I... But, um, but, you, but you, you're carving a pretty good path. You've got people behind you now. And you were saying a year ago it was you and your husband, and you were to dinner a couple of nights ago recently, and it was like a whole bunch of... More than a couple of people that were like there to like help you make this Absolutely. thing work. Talk about that a little bit, your out-of-body experience. Yeah. Um, I, so I played a show at Hotel Utah on Tuesday. San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. And I went to dinner with... Um, my team, quote unquote. I feel so pretentious when I say that. How, is it, how does it feel to say my team? It feels really douchey. Yeah. Not gonna lie. <laughs> but it, it is essentially, you know. But you're humble about it. I have. Yeah. I don't know. I. Well, you've got to be confident. There's. You, you can be confident and humble. Yeah. And you have. I think. I think that's a good balance. They are essentially my team, and yeah. and uh, you know, is we're all working together. I just happen to be the face of the brand, mm-hmm. and but it's it's very much an equal partnership because everybody is important and without one piece of the puzzle something's not working mm-hmm. you know the tire is flat right so we've got i've got a manager and a booking agent and a label and a producer and they they all have you know and my my artist rep for for kala i have an endorsement deal with kala ukuleles mm-hmm. that company and right um he was there as well and, and just everybody I just felt so supported. That whole table was just, we're so excited to see your show. Okay, what's next? Hey, Mira, we should get you a banner. Let's look into getting a mm-hmm. backdrop for your stage. Hey, Mira, let's like let's see what we can do about working with a performance coach because you're you know you're great, but we we can definitely make this better. And wow. it's it's awesome. And everybody's just looking for ways to help improve tweaking it here the brand. and there. Yeah. and yeah, and it's you know you have to have some sort of separation from it per, like personally because they're not saying hey you're not good enough they're right. in fact saying hey this is great i want to work with you and help make it better mm-hmm. so it's it's they're all behind it's you. really wonderful yeah wow so but it does mean that i 
feel like I need to be giving my best foot forward mm-hmm. every day because nobody should be working harder for me than me. Right. That's a great attitude. It's a really good attitude. It's important. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point? Nobody's going to be motivated to work for me if I'm no. working hard for me. Oh, that one. Yeah, she'll she'll, she'll show up and she can... No, not at all. No. Not at all. No. And again, it's it's... I like talking about brand and the team and the different team players and what they do. But again, just to reemphasize, it all goes back to you were writing songs, you wanted to get better, you went to Nashville, you put the work in, you went to the song, you know, you put the work in to like get where you're at now. It isn't like someone said, Oh, we'll make her a you know, you actually did all this groundwork to get to get to that point. Yeah. You know? No, I mean it's great. I have a handful of songs now that were kind of debating between these are all contenders for the next single which is a good problem to have yes. but i am still working on becoming a better songwriter mm-hmm. every day i want to work at that and, yeah. and writing with people who challenge you and and uh, to think differently mm-hmm. about how to structure these songs well let's put it in second person you know or direct address or, or third person narrative so it's not you you don't have to be the bad guy you know right they challenge you and i love yeah. that and yeah, and when you write with co-writers, you, you come out with a song that neither neither of you would have written on your own. Absolutely. I mean, you hope so. If it's yeah. a song I could have written by myself, then or, maybe what's yeah, the yeah. point now? <laughs> or like my buddy in Nashville, John Cirillo. It was just like, we finished a song. Actually, last week. I hadn't written it for a while. We finished a song. And he goes, I go, the chorus, it's kind of folky. It's a song about my dad. He goes, yeah, but... I go. I want. He goes. I want to put in a couple of weird chords. I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> you know, things I wouldn't. Things I wouldn't have thought of. You yeah. Know? Then we both get a new song. That's out exactly the point of co-writing. Is yeah. It smells like both of you when you're done with it. Right. And hopefully you learn some new tools. <laughs> That's a good phrase. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Or like John says, I want to put in a Michael Gaither rhyme here. I'm like, dude. He goes, no. It's just. It's a thing. It's good. It's fine. <laughs> <You know. laughs> it's a flavor. It's a flavor. It's a spice. Yeah. Nice. So you're picking. So what is it? So you're look. You're still debating over your next single. Yeah, we're um, we have a couple in the bag, and then mm-hmm. and then a couple more that we want to record for you know down the line. But yeah, we're. It's not just my decision anymore. I think. I mean, I think I'm. I'm still fifty-one percent of the vote. I like to think that, but mm-hmm. I'm also not the kind of person that would heed everybody else's advice and like and then still go my own. Right, direction. Right. Everybody at this point who is part of the team, right. I respect their decision, and they're part of the team because they know what they're doing, right. and I and I trust them. Right. So if somebody makes a case for something, it's it's worth exploring. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I'm like, you know, let's just make may the best one mm-hmm. come forward. And and it's not even a one song game that we're we're playing here. We're we're in this for the long haul. So right. it's. It's which one do we want to do first, and then which one do we want to do second, and then third, and then and so on and so forth. And so, then maybe a record, maybe you just keep doing singles, or yeah, uh, I think probably what we'll do is put out enough singles to fill a record, and then turn that into the record. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And yeah. the songs people know and like at that point, and yeah. wherever it's at, yeah. And it's I think it's I don't know. It's a whole. It's a, I've talked to that. I had talked to a local songwriter, Christy McCarthy, about a month ago. We were talking about <gasps> my neighbor. Seriously? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, don't tell anybody where we live or anything. No, but... <laughs> no, 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 no. She sat right here about a month ago. We had this. We had a really similar conversation about doing singles versus. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a thing these days. How funny. Yeah, we live a block away from each other. That's funny. We became she's like a cat lady too. We became like instant buddies. It was. She's really cool. She's very cool. Yeah. She came to my show a couple of weeks later, and then we're gonna go to the big show tomorrow. Tomorrow night at Columbo. Oh, cool. The the big show with the big band. Who's playing? Um, her band is. This, Past tense by the time you hear this at home. 
Glenn McPherson on guitar was a good friend of mine. He's like he's like he's like the shit. He's like the guitar player in the county, and nobody knows it. Um, mm. Patty Maxine on pedal. Uh, Patty Aww. Maxine, Jimmy She's Norris, Ron Wilson's gonna play bass, and then Stephen Bigger, a keyboard player who plays with Glenn McPherson's other band, the Restless Poets. He's got this band of ringers, and yeah. it's a, and it's a benefit for the Pajaro Valley Pride Scholarship Foundation. That's great. Yeah, so. Small That's world, cool. small county. See, we all have friends in common. Yeah. If there's, I mean, I'm playing with Patty, Maxine, uh, and Sharon Allen and the Felton Phillies next right. weekend. So right. This Sunday, this coming Sunday, which is... That is this coming it Sunday. It is a Sunday. That's Sunday. like four days from now. It is. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm, I'm going to be there on Saturday. And so, yeah. That's... I have what I call a show hangover. Where you play Which a show, show and it's like, you know, you play a show and, and you give so much into it and the whole day kind of revolves around it and... And it's exhausting, and then you, you wake up the next day, and you're kind of a little hazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll do a thing, too. Maybe either of two, where if I'm, do, if I'm, if I'm doing a, a big show, this might be a common thing, too. It's not just a me, me, me thing. But you're planning a big show. You market it. You're badgering people. All the work that goes, goes into it. Especially if I'm, this happens a lot. If I'm sharing a bill with somebody, and we go first. This has happened a lot. And we get done. We get with our, done with our set. I get back to my seat with an adult beverage, and I'll have this little epiphany, and I'll, I'll tell myself, I'm done. <laughs> like, I did all this work, did my set, and it's like, oh, I'm done now. It's just like, this <laughs> Yeah, that's a very nice feeling, but that's kind of what makes me a little hazy, so I have to make sure that I, I have, like, some time to, to recover. And right. I guess if you're on a tour bus, you don't really get that much time to recover between no. shows. But. People think if you're if you're on tour, it's like, oh, you just go to a stage and you play for a couple hours and then you just chill for the... No. Yeah, right. No. Never mind the sound check, the sleeping on the bus while it's changing cities. Constantly checking emails to see what changed <sighs> or what's coming up. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> so do you play solo a lot with a band? Do you have your own band? Is it kind of a mix of everything depending on what you're doing? It's kind of a mix of both. It's mm -hmm. been solo for a very long time, and I'm playing a lot more with the band these mm -hmm. days, which is just so fun. Mm -hmm. So fun. I love playing with the band. Having a band is really fun. It is, and it helps me with my stage fright issues because there's other people on stage, uh, and mm -hmm. I get to interact with them, and it feels more like an evening with friends mm -hmm. versus, okay, I'm up here all by myself. Right, right. <laughs> Especially if it's a whole, if it's a whole long, set or a whole show yeah it I can takes, do it yeah. I can do it uh, it's hard and once I, I get I do get very nervous but um if I if I make one mistake it I panic and then it snowballs I make more mistakes and then more mistakes and it's hard to recover from yeah. but with the band I can look at somebody and we just laugh and mm -hmm. it's, it's better especially can, if my husband's up there with me yeah does he play too does he... yeah he does he plays in my band he oh, we okay. actually met in a band a cover band several years ago mm -hmm. um but now, uh, now he plays with me some. Nice. Yeah. So you're doing it together, which is really nice. Yeah, yeah it's fun. Important. He has one of those real jobs, so mm -hmm. he he can play I with used me. To. This is this is this is more fun. It's way more fun. <laughs> he plays with me when he can, yeah. and I I have um you know another guitar player for when I tour at a national. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah, with me I play I, I I do a lot of duo. If I can't do the whole band, I'll do a duo because I found that I still like playing solo, but it's. Even playing as a duo, it's kind of nice to bounce things off of somebody. Mm -hmm. It's just more fun. I think it's I think it's more Absolutely. entertaining probably too. Yeah, when Anthony and I get to play together, it's like a vacation. You mm -hmm. know, we'll go we'll go book somewhere and uh, and make a weekend out of it. Yeah, so I've done that. We're really spoiled that way. I know it's fun. We did a I did a show in um, SLO San Luis Obispo a couple of years ago, and a friend of mine down there did a split thing with me, and she organized to get a new record out. And so we actually went down. My wife and I went down. 
a day early, took the RV, took the dogs, went to Morrow Bay, you know, just built a whole weekend around mm-hmm. one little show. Yeah, that's like, that's such a nice little perk of it, but yeah. I am But sometimes you're, sometimes you're hitting it really hard and you're just like, bam, bam, bam. bam yeah, you know? yeah. I, I do make sure that we have like weekends where it doesn't revolve around my show schedule still, you know. Yeah. Weekends. Yeah, what do I get? Um, the wife's not here. She doesn't listen. Once in a while, she'll say, you know, you're getting really busy again. <laughs> so I try to like, I mean, she's very supportive of this, but mm-hmm. you, you know, you want to. It's definitely a lifestyle and it, it, def- it requires a lot of support from, from a partner. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. And it sounds like what you're doing, the touring, the, the team, the brand, it all goes back to you wanted to write goods and you're still working at being a better song and you're still writing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's what it goes back to. And it's probably... Like with most folks, um, you know, when you get a new song done, it's as exciting as when you finished your first one. Like, you get a new song done, this is pretty good. Every song you finish, like the second you finish it, for me, it's like, this is my favorite song I've ever written. I know, I do that too, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every single time. So, you know, it's, yeah. But then the excitement wears off when you write the next one. Right, the next right, one. <laughs> right. It's, it's so fun. Or for, or for actually, if a few months go by and I haven't written and I'll finish one, um, this is probably common too. And I'll say, wow, I can still write songs. And my wife's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because sometimes you have a, you're not so much a dry spell, but you're just busy. Yeah. You don't have the headspace. I go a to month love. without writing sometimes. I mean, I guess that's kind of a long time. Maybe it's not a month, but I do sit on song ideas for a while. Me too. I'll come Let up, it percolate a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And I go walking and I think about it while I walk and... And I come home and I'm like, okay, this is kind of the idea that I want to write and this is how I want to write it. But I think this song would be really great for Steve Seskin and I'll bring it to him. Or this oh, song nice. would be really great for Jane Bach and I'll bring it to her. And, yeah. and then that's that's kind of how I do my co-writes. I do a lot of pre-writing. This is a story I want to tell. Mm-hmm. This is kind of how I want to tell it. Let me yeah. see if so-and-so can help me right. tell a story better. You know. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll often, maybe you do this too, is if I have a, some, you know, like a chorus idea, a title, some, some lyric ideas... I'll do like a little story synopsis sometimes. Like, this is what I think this song is about, where I think it wants to go. And that kind of guides the person you're working with to kind of give them a little preface about how maybe how to work on it. Yeah. 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 I, rewriting is, is important, just uh-huh. as important as writing. As well. And editing and cutting up syllables oh, yeah. here and there. And going, would it be better if I did this? No? Okay, well, then we'll go back. But at mm-hmm. least now I know. Right, right. It's also, it's also great when you have co-writers that you completely trust. Yeah. Like, it's just like... Well, that's important. make the song the best it can and no hard feelings either way. You're not going to vibe with everybody either. No, no, I found that too. You got to make sure that... Like, this line has to be in the song. Well, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so finding the right people is important. So I think, um, speaking of writing, I wanted you to play this song because you were talking about it. Um, I just love the song Crazy Cat Lady. I mean, I've done Animal <laughs> Rescue, and I've, I've been in this boat with dogs and cats, so can you talk about that song, and we'll yeah, close, out, close out with this? Absolutely. This song, I thought nothing of it when we wrote it. Mm-hmm. I wrote it with my friend Alyssa Trahan, very talented songwriter, young woman out of Nashville from New York originally. So... I heard her sing a great song about a dog at a writer's round. We were on stage together when we met. There's a boatload of dog songs. There's a boatload of dog songs. Man's best friend. Everybody loves a dog song. Right. And she wrote this cute song called I'm Here for the Dog. And it was about, you know, she was sad, missing her ex. And she said, so she went went over there and 
And um, the ex-boyfriend goes, oh, I knew you'd be back for long. And she goes, shut up, boy. I ain't here for you. I'm here for the dog. <laughs> really cute. Mm-hmm. So I said, I want to write with you sometime. And we set up an appointment. And I said, That's, I loved your dog song. What's your dog's name? And she said, oh, actually, I don't have a dog. I have a cat. But it's not cool to write cat songs. Mm-hmm. I said, I have a cat, too. You know? And I there always wanted to write a cat songs. song. Yeah. yeah, I've always wanted to write one. Um, she said, well... If we're going to write a cat song, we may as well just call it Crazy Cat Lady because they're going to call us that either way. Yep. It's a great phrase. So we wrote that song. It, to this day, it's the quickest song I've ever written. Wow. Those are nice when you get those. Yeah. It doesn't happen I mean, very often. Hour and a half, two hours maybe, yeah. and we didn't change a single wow. line. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. it came. The first draft that came out was exactly wow. what we kept. So. so was it based on anything that really happened to you or her? Yeah, the story, the the first verse, how like finding the cat mm-hmm. is um, how my husband found our cat mm-hmm. under his car. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, but she's still with us. Like, little mittens. Nice. Yeah. She's a good little thing. Cool. Let's hear it. Okay. Crazy cat. Talk about that capo you're using too. Those are beautiful capos. This is a great capo. It's called Thalia. And they're just really gorgeous. And I have them in all And it matches your um, sunburst guitar. Well, I got this one for my husband, but then I kept it. <laughs> <laughs> I got him a different one. I might have to get that. The Celtic knots. I've got a sunburst guitar one. Really nice with that They're great, and they're local too. They're up in Pleasanton. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, nice. I might have some online shopping to do. Definitely. They're not cheap, but they're worth it.
barely here I knew she was weak Decided we go to the bed in the morning I called my mom and canceled my plans No one will ever understand But I don't care if they call me crazy Now I get to bum everybody out right at the end there. <laughs> it's a beautiful. Anybody who's had a pet. Yes. And we've been down that road with dogs and cats and iguanas and ferrets and just you know. They're really members of the family. They are. They're with you all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And they're yeah, they are. It's sweet how they learn you too. Mm -hmm. You learn them, but they learn you just. Well, like much. this crazy rescue dog we had, this German Shepherd that as I was telling you, we got a couple of months back seven months ago and she was skittish and scared, and now she's like in my face, and you know, she's just. A... Yeah, I love how they can tell when you're bummed out too. Yeah, yeah. Lay like right, right up in your. Especially neck. cats. Well, some cats, some cats really don't care. My cat gets right in my business. She's nice. like, "You're not going to be bummed out. I'm going to lay right on your <laughs> right. neck." <laughs> Especially since your husband's allergic, so you're the one she has to bond with. Yep. Yeah. She tries to cuddle him, but he sneezes. Yeah, that's, that's a drag. Scares her. Yeah, maybe he'll. I all grew it. Maybe he'll all grow it too. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, it's been really nice finally talking to you and getting to chat. Thank and, you very uh, much for Good for luck with me. you and your team. <laughs> and I appreciate the, the team. I, I should get hats and pass them out. Like, get, team Mira. Yeah, get, get one that says boss and pass. That's how it feels. It feels like when I say the team, like, oh, these guys all work for me. But no, we all work together. You do. And it sounds like, I mean, again, it goes back to you wanted to write good songs and you just plowed ahead and got people behind you. Yeah. 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 It's ultimately what it's about, you know. The product is is good music, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, and if you can get people to help you advance it forward, it's still about the craft. That's great. All yeah. we're trying to do is is take it to a bigger scale than what I could do by myself. Yeah, and I think you will. Looking forward to watching it. Thank you. From the sidelines. All right, take care. Thanks, Mira. Bye. It is all about the good music, and she's making it. Mira Goto here on K... I almost said K-Pig. <laughs> doing a lot of things lately. Mira Goto here on the Songs and Stories podcast, my other my other job. And uh, thank you for listening to that. She's a real talent, and um, I'm actually using Periscope now, so if you follow me on Twitter, you'll, you'll see little videos pop up there once in a while trying to learn new tricks of the trade, things I haven't really played with yet. But again, it's all about... You know, whatever you're doing, if the songs weren't weren't good and the material wasn't coming from a good place, none of that other stuff would matter. And uh, she's great, doing really great stuff. Miragotu, M-I-R-A-G-O-T-O dot com is where you can find her. Uh, I'm Michael Gaither again for Songs of Stories 187. You can find this on my website, michaelgaither.com. You can also find it in Twitter, Stitcher. You can listen to it on the weekends on KC Cafe Radio, kccaferadio.com. And that'll do it for this episode. As always, thanks for tuning in and listening and uh, tuning in. See, I'm thinking K-Pig. Thank you for downloading and streaming however you found this. We appreciate this. Please support these artists. Go to their website, buy some, buy some merchandise, buy some music. Let them keep, you know, finance what they do and keep doing this wonderful stuff. 
Coming up next month on Songs and Stories, it's, uh, I think, our returning champion, Dan Kai, is going to be here on the podcast again. He's been on here several times. He's a very good friend of mine, ours, probably yours, too, if you're local here and you've seen him several times. Dan Kai plays everything. He's an engineer, producer, writer, wonderful singer, and a really cool guy to hang out with. He's on Maui these days. He went back home to Maui several years ago, but he comes back here to the mainland uh, every few months or so and does a little quick tour with Keith Greninger. And they're going to be at the Sisters Folk Festival up in Oregon in September. Then Dane's doing a bunch of shows and kind of coming down the coast. And I'm pointing if you're watching at home and coming down the coast. And he'll wind up here doing a couple of shows locally in the Santa Cruz, Monterey Bay area. And he and I are going to connect, hook up, probably hit a taqueria and... Um, talk about his latest record, which is his first record in quite a while called To Be Free. It's a, a solo acoustic record. Dan, a guitar, I think a harmonica on one track, and just a, a bunch of new songs, which is always really fun. Thank you again to Mira Goto for coming by the house and uh, talking about her music and how she's getting it out there in the world, which it really does belong there out there in the world. So thanks again to Mira. We'll talk to you next time on Songs and Stories. Thanks so much for listening. Take care.